I talk to strangers day or night. I talk to strangers in any kind of line. It makes sense to me to believe in the kindness and the trust I receive. I talk to strangers. I talk to strangers. bit today um if you guys want to give your names and just say a little bit about like you've been a band for how long five years now i think yeah and how old are you each you're i'm 18 okay i'm 19 i'm 20 wow so that's you are pretty young right <laughs> yeah. so ray do you want to just introduce yourself sure. and say a little bit about how you started in the music business? Yeah. I'm 14-year-old. <laughs> I'm Ray. Um, and yeah, I write music and I sing and play guitar for Moxie and stuff. And yeah, I, I just grew up singing. Um, and then my dad, you know, he taught me a couple chords on guitar and a couple chords on piano. And then that kind of took it and ran from there. I was just so kind of encapsulated by um, music and stuff that I began to write my own songs in like second grade and they were just terrible songs but wow. it but it carried through and stuff so I'm yeah writing till this day so, do you yeah. have do you remember one of your songs from second grade I think the first one I wrote was about a shark attack <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah I don't have you seen Jaws or something I don't know I don't think I've ever seen I, I think I did Maybe you guys are from Vermont. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's not well, not coastal at all. But yeah, I don't know. I think we had just gotten back from um, a, a beach trip. I grew up oh, going okay. to this one beach in North Carolina like every summer, and I think we'd just gotten back from oh, there. And this one summer, a bunch of... Um, it's a super, like, people go out on, like, shark boat trips, and it's, it's a very, like, oh, it's a hot okay. spot for sharks. And I think one summer somebody actually caught like a shark that was oh, wow. at least like three, two, three feet long or something. And I remember being like, wow, that's crazy. And I think that was kind of the, the inspiration. It was on my mind for yeah. sure. So, yeah. Well, and ideally that's what music is, right? It's, I mean, as I've composed, you know, some songs, not great ones, <laughs> but it's interesting because when I've been really compelled with emotion or, you know, fears mm -hmm. or whatever, it sometimes makes its way into song form right right yeah yeah because you kind of grapple with it exactly it's a, pro a form of processing for yeah. sure <laughs> yeah. it's interesting that you had that language so young yeah definitely it's crazy looking back at some of the songs i wrote so young because they're like all about like falling in love and so and it's like what i who would have known you know I, I didn't know at that age but i think a lot of my um early on songwriting was like imitation and kind of what I was hearing on the radio, kind of internalizing that and being like, hmm, what can I make that sound similar to that or similar yeah. concepts and themes and stuff, so, yeah. Well, that's like life, right? It's an imitation. And right, When you exactly. look at babies, all of a sudden they learn language. Mm -hmm. And you're like, how did they learn that? Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, right, they're imitating. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, hi, hi, you know? Right. And it's so funny because when you have musical people around you, which mm -hmm. you did, mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes even when you don't, like, you you know, there's obviously music all around us in the world. Mm -hmm. But it's so interesting that you use that and really ran with it so well. Yeah. <laughs> Want to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm Inky, and music's kind of just always been around. Um, 
my, my parents met sharing a violin stand in the orchestra. Really? Yeah. Sharing a violin stand? Yeah. They were like together in whatever chairs, whatever. Yeah, they were same chair and they had to be split up because they were giggling too much. Oh, <laughs> I've always so thought cute. that was so sweet. And yeah, it's always been around. Uh, it didn't really enter my life until my family made a move out to California for, for a year or two. It was a tough time for me socially, and mm -hmm. you know, I I found something that emotional con connection musically. Um, yeah. How old were you? Seven, eight. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's just just never left. I mean, I didn't didn't start thinking this would be something I would do for the rest of my life. But right. There's never a day when I have regretted doing it. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing how it, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a, it, it can provide so much at a difficult time for people, which is what I mm. think, you know, with doing sound healing and just music is so healing, you know, and there's, it's like since the dawn of time, we've been making instruments out of, you know, all my drums are like hides of animals and you know I was in Jamaica and someone picked up like a little gourd and filled it with seeds and then put, put a stick in it and it's like oh right it's a shaker you know mm, that's right. how in so many like every culture since the dawn of time has used instruments mm. you know to connect mm -hmm. and it's interesting yeah we're almost in a time now where we don't do it as much right you know everybody like you guys do it right and you were given that and you were given, but not everybody is, which is so interesting because mm -hmm. it's so helpful. Yeah, universal yeah. language, you know, <laughs> like yeah. everyone can understand it. But no, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting when you go to other countries and people are listening to American music. And like I live in this country and I listen to Moroccan music, or, you know, and I right. don't understand French music and I don't understand the words, but. It almost doesn't matter, you know, it's right. like the sentiment comes through, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. Thank you. And would you like to introduce <coughs> yourself? Yeah. Um, Daniel, and I guess, like, I, yeah, music's definitely just been around for my whole life. Like, my dad was a drummer in a band, too. Mm. But I never really, like... And you're the drummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never really, like, noticed myself being, like, super, like, interested in, like, wanting to be, like, a musician. But mm. then, like, looking back on it, I noticed, like, little things. Like, when my dad would, like, play uh, music in the car, I would, like flex like my uh thigh muscles along to the rhythm of it for oh, some yeah, reason yeah, yeah. just like back and forth and um and like i like if i was like alone i would just go like like to <laughs> pretend playing like a guitar and stuff and then like i would then those like, little signs yeah yeah back. only we can only see them when we <laughs> and then like um me and Leander have been friends for like forever and uh, we then like when we got like a little bit older we always wanted to be in a band and mm -hmm. we would like I remember getting like a phone call from him when we were really little 
and it was just about like what our band name would be. It was like the, the Beagles or something. Oh, you were like, I, I got the band name. I, I finally got it. And I was like, all right, we, we're in. Did you form the Beagles? Uh, theoretically, yeah, it's did. really close to very popular. It's been, been yeah, we're celebrating our 15th year anniversary <laughs> yeah. today, actually. I think that name is very close to another popular band name. Were you conscious of that, Leander? You know, probably not. I, I, I think my, not the Beatles, we're the Beagles. Right? Not too yeah. confused. I think I just had learned what Beagles were, and my, my dog was a Beagle, so I was like, yes, oh, like, I was like the awesome. only dog breed we knew, and we were really <laughs> psyched about it. So we that a Beagle too. Yeah, so we both you, had Beagles, so oh, you it was both sort of oh, yeah, dog. Okay, dog. Yeah. yeah. Here I was thinking it was influenced by the Beatles, but no. No, we were not at all. way too ignorant for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then what like... <clears throat> But then my dad also he like he owns a recording studio that's like right next to our house. So, oh yeah. So I've been around it like forever, but yeah. I still I still like didn't really like. I think I was kind of nervous about getting into it because sure. like, I even remember like when I was little, like my parents would be like, "Oh, you want to go to this concert?" And I would just be like, super nervous about like the yeah. idea I had of it because I'd only right. seen it in like movies and I right. thought it was going to be a bunch of like scary teenagers that wanted to like beat me up or something <laughs> so I really like I like it that that's your early vision of concerts I was so I have was, you changed your mind oh yeah concerts? I love concerts now, now I just want to be like I want to be in like the pit where everyone's just like moving around like that's really? so much fun for me huh. but and like even like now I, I like skateboard now now too but like when I was younger if I like if there was like any inkling of like oh you want to try out going to a skate park I'd be like no 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 definitely not because I, I don't even know why probably just like embarrassed about like it not being be a good pattern. about it or something speaking of we're talking about patterns right we were looking at tarot cards everyone got a reading this morning but the pattern of um being really afraid of something and then actually that being the thing that you end up really liking. I think that's yeah. a pattern. I think most people have that and then a lot of people don't get over it. But the people who do what they want, people will always say to me, like, you're not afraid of anything. I'm like, are you in my brain? Because actually I'm super afraid of things. And it's just that because I'm afraid of them, I force myself to do them. Because I know that there must be something in the fear. You wouldn't think about it at all if you didn't care. Right? But it's yeah. like the fear is actually interest. Right? Like the f it's sort of like, oh, I'm afraid of that because you want it. Right? Mm -hmm. In a way, yeah. I sometimes yeah. think. Like I would want when I was little, I was like I didn't want to go to these concerts because I thought the kids that would beat me up would be like the cool kids or right. I'm just like I'm so lame, I can't <laughs> oh, do that. Right. Like, it was an insecurity. Exactly. Right. It was yeah, based yeah. on insecurity. <clears throat> Which I, I mean, obviously, our fears are based in like, oh, I want to do that, but I can't, like jumping out of a plane. And then when you do something like that, and you don't die, <laughs> you can move on to get, you know, not like learn to try other things, you know, when you best. Sometimes I think when people aren't the kind of people to face their fear and get over it, then that just becomes the pattern, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Of like, not doing the thing because you're afraid of it. It's like, mm. yeah, that's an interesting one because yeah. then you just, like, you never know, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that, and then a lot of people talk like that, like, <coughs> I could have done that, like, back when I could have done that. 
Mm. You know, like as you yeah. get older, people will say, like, I wish I could have gotten a tattoo when I, you know, like when I could have in my 20s. Like a neighbor mm. said that, and I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Why can't you get a yeah, tattoo? You still I'm older. Yeah. But, but we, we create those limitations for ourselves out of fear. Yeah. You know? yeah. And we say, oh, well, couldn't do that. But it sounds like you bested it since you are a yeah. now. Yeah, well, then, like. I, my, in seventh grade, like, one of my uh, friends, and who we all know, and <clears throat> this kid, Owen James, he, um... Hi, Owen. <laughs> he, like, uh, he, de he, like, really wanted me to play me. I think, we were just, like, friends, and he was really good at music, and I think yeah. he just, like, wanted a friend to play music with, so he would really try to get me to do it. Yeah. And then he, like, he kind of showed me like a little bit on drums and like my dad had already showed me like right. how to play like one beat so I like sort of newish and then like how to do it and then like after that I kind of felt like getting more of an interest in it mm -hmm. and then Leander had already been playing guitar for like since like fourth grade or something and then he was in like eighth grade at the time huh. so then I since Owen was good at it, I was super uncomfortable at being bad at it around him. But then since Leander is my best friend, I didn't care at all. So right. I then like one day we just like hung out and then uh, I I had, like taught myself how to play like two things and then the next day I like called him up and we can't he came over and we just like jammed like all day and then yeah pretty much haven't stopped since then <laughs> and that was in eighth grade yeah. yeah like seventh and eighth grade and when you guys all started playing together how much later than that probably like a year or two after that wow yeah, yeah. that's awesome what about you leander oh you want to introduce yourself oh yeah uh, my name is leander uh <laughs> and i like i've yeah i've always been into music i was like given my first guitar when i was three and I was like three. Yeah, shout out Jeffrey Zagulis. Yeah, no, it was uh, yeah, it was really small. It was a little nylon acoustic guitar, and uh, I didn't know how to play it at all. But I loved just like messing around with it and stuff. And mm -hmm. I loved like my dad would always play like a lot of concert footage and stuff of like the band and Jimi Hendrix and all that kind of thing. And just like watching that, I was. Is just, he a like, musician or he just he just he it, he loves music. He was in a band in high school and oh, stuff, yeah. and he like you know he he messes around with things yeah. every now and again. But um, you know yeah, he mostly just my family has always loved just listening to music and yeah. big appreciators. You know. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I just I ended up watching a lot of like music stuff when I was really young, and I yeah. think just like watching that, I was like, that is the that's the place to be. Like, <laughs> you know, doing that looks like that's the best time for sure. Yeah. You know, and like, that's awesome. uh, just music has always been sort of the way that uh, makes the world make sense to me. You know, mm -hmm. like emotionally speaking and otherwise. Yeah. Uh, it just sort of makes more sense than words a lot of the time oh for my me. Gosh. And so it kind of... Here, here. As a, as a lapsed writer, more focused on music, it's absolutely true. Yeah, it's, a, it's it can so be so, easier sometimes. It can be so hard to express ourselves in words. And I think in the world right now, with all the cancel culture and political correctness, it's it's not a great time for words. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. It's just, it's just, I mean, not to say lyrics are... You know, not to downplay lyrics, but it, even lyrics put to music it softens it. Yeah, right. That's true. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think. Um, 
I think it's a good time because I think music can span a lot of differences. Right? You get so caught up in words. And a friend of mine was just talking about how this kid at her kid's school got suspended for using the N-word. And, and you know, these kids are all friends and they all like say things and now all of a sudden kids are getting like expelled from school for like talking in a way about each other that's I don't know, it's hard to know actually if they feel malice or if it's just they're playing with those words as kids do. And we're, it's a hard time to, I, I, I have to feel for your generation in that way, that even when you have friends of all different stripes, you, you sometimes are uncomfortable with each other just because it's so much pressure has been put on those words. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's got to be room to, to be able to talk and to, to feel some sort of connection with people, you know, like before a feeling of rules or of sort of separation or anything. Like, yeah. we've got to be able to talk. For sure. And I think music may be a softener, right? So we talk about, like, the words put to music can kind of mellow things. And if you, Now, I don't know your fan base, so when you guys started, how long ago was it that you started putting your stuff out there and getting people to listen? I think we put our stuff out like a year after, or almost two years after we were together. Our first work came out in 2018, um, and we had formed early, early 2017. Um, and then, I don't know, it was kind of interesting. As soon as we dropped our first album and stuff definitely had some traction but it was still pretty small and then I think we were around maybe 20,000 30,000 like monthly listeners um pre-pandemic and then the pandemic just made our numbers like, skyrocket so what are your numbers now we're around we're over a hundred thousand um which is great monthly listeners and then yeah a couple of our songs have hit over like two million streams and things like wow. that so it's really exciting I mean and then it's been crazy too like this tour for example that we're on right now it's like someone approached us from uh, Las Vegas who mm -hmm. was just like I'm a fan like I want to book you guys a tour I run a booking agency and you know so it's it's been crazy you know every day it's kind of more and more um, people reaching out from all over the place which is crazy mm -hmm. and stuff so yeah well it's so interesting you know you talk people talk all the time right about having been discovered mm -hmm. right and when that happens and then you start to I mean you know how many movies are there about bands right. <laughs> that, that you know we watch those and it's it's really interesting and you're so young but but you all are very self-possessed it seems just having known you since yesterday but um but it's interesting I don't know and we just did this tarot card reading which you all were game for which is fun but there was a lot of like throughout all of your readings there was a lot of triumph and sort of success and determination and how do you feel that you, I mean, because staying together as a group, talk about connection, right? Staying together as a group, I mean, I was in a band for like a minute, and it was like, oh, this is why bands break up, right? Because all those tensions of who's the leader of the band, and I won't even ask that question, but, but it's like who's in charge or power struggles or things, how do you, how do you manage those? I mean, when we write <clears throat> music together, it's like, <clears throat> like, it's either, like, Ray will have, like, been messing around with something, like, at home, and then we'll, like, send it to, like, our text chat, and then we'll just, like, expand upon it there, or uh -huh. it'll be, like, 
Leander's playing some riff, and then one of us will be like, oh, that sounds cool, or just mm-hmm. start playing along to it, and then we'll just all start playing along to it. Like, our, right. the song that had, I think it still is the most plays now, but another one's catching up. Uh, the, our song, Blue Skies, like, that's how we wrote Blue it. Skies. Yeah, like, Leander was just playing something, and then yeah. we just, like, started playing along with it. Yeah. So it's not, like, <clears throat> really much, I mean, they're, we all play like leadership roles, but it's like, it's like way more of a just like collaborative experience, and I, yeah. and we're all just like friends. We're not really like in it for like making money or like the business partners or whatever. No. It's just kind of like we're in it to just we've just kind of been having fun and it just yeah. like happened to like work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, so of course, we take it more seriously now because we're in a position for that to be like the appropriate thing to do but it's still just like like I mean I can't speak for all of you but I hope we're, we're all having fun just like doing yeah. this. Well it seems like you have fun I mean, we've had fun having you here. It's interesting because I think that you know living in New York and I was thinking you know you're all from Vermont right and there's such a pressure you know New York is such a pressure cooker and people come here from all over the world to make it right Mm -hmm. so what you just said which is like you're kind of you're having fun with it you're collaborative that to me is ideal right and that is something that is that has legs right that's like longevity just talking with a friend today about his you know these these kids and the pressure they're under to go to a certain school and to do a certain thing and then you sort of wake up years later and go what why am I doing this? Like, right. who decided this was a good idea? You know, I was talking about this whole idea of like, I've arrived, but if, like, what do you do when you get there, right? Like, and I feel like with music, you're doing it, right? right. You're in the journey. You're you're yeah. doing something that you enjoy. So it's not like when you, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there are challenges along the way at different points, right? But enjoying it is probably a good insurance against Hating it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. And how are the how have the crowds been at your shows? Has it been you have a good reception? Yeah, yeah. it's been amazing because you know we're just very used to playing locally. I think definitely this year post pandemic we've been playing out more, but we've had a lot of kind of like hit or miss things. And uh, I don't know, somewhat like I think being on tour and really promoting that has brought out just like really great crowds and stuff. And it's been amazing. There's been a lot of like faces we've never seen before that'll show up and start singing along to our songs and we'll be like whoa what's going on like so yeah it's been really exciting to have more of an outreach for sure and meet new people yeah Yeah. definitely and in terms of talking to strangers which is the theme of my podcast (laughs) do you meet a lot of people on the road oh yeah Yeah. a lot lot of interesting people yeah (laughs) yeah do people have do people come up to you after the show and how how does that work out Sure. Yeah, people definitely do. It's cool. Like people are are really nice. Uh, it's 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 like definitely a surreal experience, seeming like or other people having the impression that you're important in some way. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of it's a little like okay, like I, yeah, like you're really cool too. Like I, I'm happy about this as well. I'm just as thankful you're here. You know, as I am to be here. Or whatever. Um, so I it's, love that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a trip uh, more than anything. You yeah. Know, just meeting people. Um, I think that's a really perceptive. I because I have a lot of friends who are musicians that 
you know, have a certain name that people reckon, you know, that are like pretty kind of famous or whatever. And watching people react to them, it's like, oh my God. Sometimes you're just like, wait, you know he's a human being, right? Like you're aware that he's like a human. There is this bizarre sense, and I think living in New York has really helped me understand this, where it's like, you know, people can put other humans on such a pedestal. Mm. It's actually not good for anybody. It's right. not good for the people who put the people on the pedestal. It's not good for the people on the pedestal. You know, it's mm. like, let's try to maintain some sort of balance of recognizing that I'm human and I do something. And if you enjoy it, that's great. And I am so, you know, you're benefiting, like you said, from their enjoyment of your music. So it's yeah. a win-win, right? Yeah. Totally. But this idea of like talking to you like you're something so, and, and you are powerful, right? Like music is powerful. And you all had the audacity at a young age to take that on, you know, and have the confidence to get up there on the stage, face your fears and do it, which I think is huge, right? So right there, you are different than a lot of people, right? But there's an inspiration maybe that encourages other people to do that themselves and not just put you mm. on high mm. right mm. is there yeah. like how do you how do you do that how do you interact with your fans so that it doesn't become this unwieldy strange experience we oh. haven't figured it out <laughs> honestly yeah. but i mean my best bet so far is just like i i just am honest you know like i'm right. i try to just i want to be as clear with people about how grateful i am that they're like you know yeah. it's a saturday night and you're choosing to come watch me play guitar instead yeah. of like literally anything else right. that's crazy yeah it's really awesome um so just do you I mean, say that pretty, on stage uh, we should you totally should yeah. Yeah. you totally should because yeah. i love that like right. i just you know because i think there's a humility like as a writer i noticed that all the people in my class like writing classes that get really like people love their stuff it's like there's a vulnerability to it there's a humility to it that's like people can really relate to right it's like so relatable and that i think that I think that's nice. It does put you kind of on this. I mean, some people can recognize it and put it, then it puts you on the same sort of field as like humans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think even like, I, it's definitely hard, but like to give each person that comes up to us like actually like the time to talk to, I think brings us down to a hum humility level. Right. I mean, and I think sometimes that's difficult too because it can, depending on how the interaction goes, just like further the the weirdness or you know what i mean yeah like the, but but i think like what leander's saying is just like being really genuine with people you know yeah the best way to yeah get on each other's in the same mindset and space and really see each other for people instead of you yeah. know you know other word dynamics or whatever well i was mentioning a book that i gave a friend of mine brian elmquist he started he was in a band called is in a band called the lone bellow which has done really really well they left Brooklyn and they're in Nashville because well, so much of their traveling is like southern states and whatever else. But it's interesting because I, we were talking about this years back before they hit it. And it, and it was this um, Henry Miller book. What was they saying? It's called The Ladder, The End of the Ladder or something about the ladder, which is a metaphor, obviously, climbing that ladder. But it was about a clown, a very famous clown 
and kind of what happens, like what he learns through the process of becoming very famous. It's sort of a little bit of a cautionary tale. And it's a really interesting, I don't I picked this book up and I happened to give it to this friend right before he hit it. I don't know if he ever even read it, I have to reach out. He was, I did a podcast with him during the pandemic. But it's interesting because I think that what you're talking about right now is like staying sane yourself about other human beings, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And maintaining that sense of like that weirdness that comes up where people treat you like you're not normal or whatever, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And we, we always watch those movies and things, but it, it's like, it, it's, it's a fascinating thing to kind of grapple with like watching you young people and seeing like you doing what you love is so inspiring and seeing you kind of figure out that way of like connecting with other people and inspiring them and obviously you're you're doing it so congrats thank you triumph thank you so and thanks for uh thanks for doing the podcast and thanks for doing the tarot reading. yeah thank you for hosting us you're welcome it's been awesome to uh to hang with moxie so good luck, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Sorry. I don't know. You know, I go home to my husband and then I feel like he should understand all these things that I'm feeling. But he's had his own day. Right? So that becomes a real challenge. Traffic totally, in New York. Like, no, I was agreeing with you. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's so true. Well. Um, how long have we been going? Um, 29 minutes. Oh. Okay. Seems much longer for some reason. Uh, okay. Conversations so with me always we seems should, so maybe long. We, maybe it's a good time to close out. Well, yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> so how do we feel? One-sided uh, conversation about empathy or something. Oh, I thought it was one. No. Well, yeah, what was it? Had, what oh, did, you said something really good. This is insane. I'm not doing this. Okay. I can't imagine it's better. Mm, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> Jordy is, oh, let wait, it be, oh, let it be way. known. That Jordy has uh, ignored the advice of the I don't know if I did. I think it was actually taking me around. I don't know. What's I don't happening. know why they would have had you go there. Uh, Oof, careful, but watch the road. Okay. Problem with uh, now, taping the, a podcast. Yes, what do you mean? It's, I'm, not I'm not holding the phone. Um, the only question here is, we also have to debate, is, is anyone really going to want to listen to this thing? What's our... Are we being one-sided and just putting our... Here's what we think, and this is always my concern about anything, any opinion I express. Mm, well, but why not? You're saying. Well, this is the thing. I mean, what what I think our mission is is like discussing different issues that arise where when you're in it, when you're in in a either. I mean, it doesn't have to be our relationship because we have relationships with other people. Right. When you're in relationships and how how you can help help thinking about I mean it's because it's not just right it's not just you it's also the other person so well, it's like I how mean, do you navigate I mean what do we well, yeah, because or, I how mean, do you think about it and, and how does empathy help you 
because I, I've noted that sometimes, like, I think our kids, knock on wood, you know, they're in college, they're, they seem to be enjoying, they seem to be learning, they've, you know, they have made friends, they're in relationships. And one of the things that I, I keep coming back to is that when we are, um, there's a sense of ourselves in the world that is either this is going to work out or a sense that it's not going to work out, right? Those are the two options. Yeah, kind of. And sometimes I feel like that is very much born out of this idea of our self in the world, right? And and if we feel the vic- that we are the victim of other people's... Michigas? <laughs> Jordy likes to throw out the Jewish things. Um, <laughs> wow. It, if we are, yeah, a victim of other people's yeah. stuff, whether it be like a boss or, you know, a, a husband, wife, child... If we're constantly feeling that they don't understand us, then we are immediately kind of on the defensive or, you know, acting in such a way. We may actually be helping to create these bad situations that don't work out very well for us in the end. So right. it's, it's almost how like... You, how do you get out of that cycle of the, what about my feelings? Well, what about my feelings? Well, what about my feelings? Yeah, it's, right. like a, it's almost like a competition. Like, why are we in competition for who's worse off. You know, sometimes I think well, that. Yeah. Like when people come up with these ideas of like, oh, well, well guess, you, you know, listen you to how Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, one time. Yeah. And I and I think that this this podcast can be, you know, like we said, you know, we we'll talk to our kids about some of the ways that, you know, that they handle some situations, you know, whether it be job interviews or, you know, moving, moving through life is just taking it one day at a time, trying to think about yourself in the world and how you relate to other people. I I mean, I think we all need a lot of help in that area. We all need a lot of figuring. It's a practice. Like, you know, I always say, it's not like you figure it and then you're Mm. done, right? Like you and I talk about whether we should stay together pretty much on the daily, right? It's like, is this worth it? Is this working? Does this make you feel good? Well, does this make you feel good? It does. Oh, that was a rhetorical question. (laughs) But not always. And then back to the original question. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) So Um, anyway, that's the topic that we're going to try to address. And we'll, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes and, beauty of the world we live in is we can put it onto the ether and someone will stumble upon it and yeah I think it's cool oh and also give us four stars and a review it really helps us move up the charts every star I listen to a lot of podcasts so I have to put in all the end stuff every story producer we don't have one yet we'll see who that might be but the funny thing is that uh what's interesting is these days Speaking of one-sided, everybody wants you to spend your time filling out a survey. It's like you buy something at the CVS and they're like, can you please rate your experience? I'm like, I checked out alone. No one helped me. (laughs) And imagine if you get that after you have your colonoscopy and you're like, I I mean, isn't it better I had no idea what was going on? I don't have an opinion? 
<laughs> Jordy's been obsessed with having been put under for half an hour and woken up with, you know, no it no memory. I, I, I say this is what death is going to be like, and it actually seemed rather pleasant, and I'm sorry if that's spiritually offensive. Well, because you woke up from it with the feeling of having not... I mean, wait, so wait, what you, are you saying? You have no good. I know, that's my point. <laughs> Now I, it's like a, t- it's like a taste, a taste of the, of the, of the vortex. Yeah, I guess. Oh, a it's taste of eternity. Oh, maybe that's what we should call our thing. One-sided called a taste of eternity. <laughs> that has no bearing, no connection whatsoever. All right. Well, it's been Until, lovely. Well, what's our sign off? Until, Until next I... time, keep on one-sided. Keep on relating. Ugh. Try not to be one-sided. But definitely tune in to One Sided to find out how not to be. And also what the taste of maturity is like. (laughs) Bye.